Shalom, Lekum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. Today we are looking at this week's Torah portion, which happens to be called Yitro. Let me give you the summary from TorahPortions.org. This is Exodus 18 through chapter 20, verse 23. The 17th reading from the Torah is named Yitro, which is literally the Hebrew word behind the name Jethro. The title comes from the first words of the first verse of the reading, which says, Now Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Yisrael, his people. The portion tells the story of Jethro's visit to the camp of Israel, then relates the great theopany at Mount Sinai, where God gives Israel the Ten Commandments and invites the people to enter a special covenant relationship with him. So this is a very important section of scripture and a very important portion for this week. It's not going to take very long because it's actually not very long, but I pray that it speaks to you, it speaks to your heart. So open up your hearts. Let's see what the word of God has to say to us this morning. I'm going to read from the Hallelujah scriptures as we've been doing throughout this entire study. And I pray you'll be blessed. Let's have a look. Starting with verse 1, chapter 18. And Yithro, the Kohen, that is to say the priest of Midian, Moshe's father-in-law, heard that Elohim had done for Moses and for Yisrael his people, that Jehovah had brought Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, and Yithro, Moshe's father-in-law, took a Sephora, the wife of Moshe, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, of whom the name one was Girashom, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. And the name of the other was Eleazar, for he said, The Elohim of my father was my help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Yithro, Moshe's father-in-law came with his sons and his wife to Moshe in the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of Elohim. And he had said to Moshe, I, your father-in-law, Yithro, am coming to you with your wife and your two sons with her. And Moshe went out to his father-in-law, and he bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other about their welfare, and they went into the tent. Moshe taught his father-in-law all that Jehovah had done to Pharaoh and to the Mistrites for Yisrael's sake, all the hardship that had come upon them on the way, and how Jehovah had delivered them. And Yithro rejoiced for all the good which Jehovah had done for Yisrael, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Mistrites. And Yithro said, Baruch be Jehovah, that is to say, Blessed be Jehovah who has delivered you out of the hand of the Mistrites and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and has delivered the people from under the hand of the Mistrites. Now I know that Jehovah is greater than all the mighty ones, for in the matter in which they acted proudly above them. Then Yithro, the father-in-law of Moshe, brought a burnt offering and other slaughterings unto Elohim, and Aaron came with all the elders of Yisrael to eat bread with the father-in-law of Moshe, before Elohim. And it came to be on the next day that Moshe sat to rightly rule the people. And people stood before Moshe from morning until evening. 
When the father-in-law of Moshe saw all that he did for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit by yourself and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? And Moshe said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to seek Elohim. When they have a matter, they come to me, and I rightly rule between one and another, and make known the laws of Elohim in his Torot. And the father-in-law of Moshe said unto him, What you are doing is not good. Both you and these people with you shall certainly wear yourselves out, for the matter is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it by yourself. Now listen to my voice. Let me counsel you, and Elohim be with you. Stand before Elohim for the people, and you shall bring the matters to Elohim. You shall warn them of the laws and of the Torah, and show them the way in which they should walk, and the work which they should do. But you yourself seek out from all the people able men, who revere Elohim, men of truth, hating unfair gain. And place them over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. And they shall rightly rule the people at all times. And it shall be that they bring every matter to you, but they themselves rightly rule every small matter. So make it lighter for yourself, for they shall bear with you. If you do this word, and Elohim shall command you, then you should be able to stand and all of this people also to go to their place in peace. Moshe listened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he said. Moshe chose able men of, out of all of Yisrael and made them heads over people, rulers over thousands, rulers over hundreds, rulers over fifties, and rulers over tens. And they rightly ruled all the people at all times. The hard matters they brought to Moshe, but the rightly ruled every small matter themselves. And Moshe sent off his father-in-law, and he went away to his own land. So please note, that's chapter 18. And we have this reunion. Moses' father-in-law comes, and he brings his wife and his two sons. And they have this, you know, reunion. And then Yitro witnesses Moshe... You know, sitting before the people from morning till night, dealing with all their problems, seeking Elohim on their behalf, or rightly ruling between you know issues that they might have, and his father-in-law recognizes this is a, this is unhealthy behavior. Like no one can sustain this. This is eventually going to wear you down, and as a result, it's going to be bad for not only you but for the other people. And so he gives him great counsel to go and find righteous, holy men who love and obey God and appoint them over the people to deal with these scuffles and maybe in what we would consider small matters. But anything large, bring it to Moses, and then Moses would seek God on their behalf. So great advice, great wisdom, and sometimes... We do this ourselves where we're taking on too much, even though it's a good thing. It happens in ministry all the time. I've even had periods of time where I've just been completely overwhelmed and worn down and burnt out. And I run into this often because I'm one of those people that likes to burn the candle at both ends, so to speak. 
but the end result is always disastrous. And so we really have to keep an eye on these things. And uh, great counsel from the father-in-law. All right, let's continue on. Chapter 19 here. In the third month, after the children of Yisrael had come out of the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, on this day they came to the wilderness of Sinai. For they departed from Raphadim, and had come to the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness. So Yisrael camped there before the mountain. And Moshe went up to Elohim. And Jehovah called to him from the mountain, saying, This is what you are to say to the house of Yaakov, that is to say Jacob, and declare to the children of Yisrael, You have seen what I did to the Mistrites, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And now, if you diligently obey my voice and shall guard my com- covenant, then you shall be my treasured possession above all the people, for all the earth is mine. I just want to point out something. You know, this, is, this concept is not lost in the new covenant. John says, this is how we know that we love God, that we obey his commands and his commands are not grievous. <laughs> Part of the relationship with the king, with the master, is obedience. Now, salvation comes by faith and faith alone, but the fruit of faith is obedience. Not perfectly so, but increasingly so. I'm not who I want to be, but I'm not who I used to be. There should be transformation taking place. And we live in a culture now where obedience is not even considered. You won't even hear that word used in most churches. You won't hear the word sin. You won't hear the word obedience. You won't hear the word commandments. And it's unfortunate because we have a bunch of people walking around thinking that Jesus is kind of like their buddy. Like they're bros. Instead of looking at him like he's master, king, lord. It frustrates me. But I digress. God is telling the children of Yisrael, Listen, I'm trying to set you apart from the rest of the world. So here's some commandments and ordinances. Doing these things it's not just I want you to follow a bunch of rules. This separates you from the behavior that the every person in the world does. You are going to be a peculiar people, a strange people, because you're going to observe these things. And if you do this, you will be a prized possession to me. Let me read that again. And now, if you diligently obey my voice and shall guard my covenant then you shall be my treasured possession above all people. For all the earth is mine. You shall be to me a reign of Kohanim, that is to say priest, and a Kodesh nation hallowed, set apart. Those are the words which you are to speak to the children of Yisrael. Moshe came and he called for the elders of the people, 
and put before them all these words which Jehovah commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that Jehovah has spoken we shall do. So Moshe brought back the words of the people to Jehovah. Please note, the people of Yisrael, they agreed to this covenant, didn't they? Moses, go tell God, go tell Jehovah, we agree. Right? And Jehovah said to Moshe, See, I am coming to you in a thick cloud, so that the people hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. And Moshe reported these words of the people to Jehovah. So God's saying, All right, get ready. I'm coming to you in a literal way. You're going to hear my voice audibly. And there'll be no question who the God of the universe is when this happens. Verse 10. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Go to the people and kodesh them today and tomorrow, and they shall wash their garments, and shall be prepared by the third day. For on the third day Jehovah shall come down upon the Mount Sinai before the eyes of all the people. I like that third day. Kind of, kind of reminds us of something, right? On the third day, you're going to see something here. And you shall make a border for the people all around, saying, Take heed to yourselves that you do not go up to the mountain or touch the border of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall certainly be put to death. Not a hand is to touch it, but he shall certainly be stoned or shot with an arrow. Whether man or beast, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, let them go up to the mountain. Please note, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because we do this for the Feast of Trumpets. And we go back and we read all of this and we talk about the resurrection and the rapture and all of those things and how this is a foreshadow of it. And it most certainly is. You're going to hear the trumpet blast long and then you go up to meet God. Beautiful picture. And I only bring it up now just because I've just had this leading, if you will, that God wants me to refocus on some of the things that I used to spend so much time talking about. If you go back to the first four or five years of this podcast, it was very heavy on prophecy, on uh, the book of Revelation, Enoch, um, uh, you know, just all just biblical prophecy. That's why it was called Scripture and Prophecy, because it was Bible study and it was a lot of prophecy. Well, in the last four years, God has just really had me focused a lot on theology and biblical study material. I feel like we're going to be making a transition. And it's a feeling that I feel led by God that we're going to start talking a lot about prophecy. Now, we've, we've begun this. So if you haven't been tuning in for the uh, studies in the book of Isaiah on Wednesdays, you need to do so. Because we're talking a lot about how those words being spoken at that time are transcending time and speaking to us today. All right, no more time on that because that's not what we're here to do this, this morning. But just notice... The foreshadow already. Long trumpet blast, the people go up to meet God. All right, let's see here. When the trumpet sounds long, let them go up to the mountain. Verse 14. And Moshe came down from the mountain, and the people, Kadesh the people, and Moshe came down from the mountain to the people, and Kadesh the people, hallowed them, 
made them clean, set them apart, and they washed their garments. And he said to the people, Be prepared by the third day. Do not come near a wife. And it came to be on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and thick cloud on the mountain, and the sound of the ram's horn was very loud, and all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moshe brought the people out of the camp to meet with Elohim, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. And Mount Sinai was in smoke, all of it, because Jehovah descended upon it in fire, and its smoke went up like the smoke of a furnace, and all the mountain trembled exceedingly. And when the blast of the ram's horn sounded long and became very strong, Moshe spoke, and Elohim answered him by voice. If that doesn't make the hair on the back of your neck stand up and all over your body, I don't know what will. They literally heard the voice of God. Imagine being in the presence of this. You want to talk about real fear? Well, we're about to see. And Jehovah, verse 20, came down upon the Mount Sinai and on top of the mountain. And Jehovah called Moshe to the top of the mountain. And Moshe went up. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Go down, warn the people, lest they break through unto Jehovah to see, and many of them fall. You see, God is a consuming fire. We have lost the reverence and the true fear of the Lord. May it return to us. Verse 22, And let the Kohanim, that is to say the priesthood, who come near Jehovah, kodesh themselves too, lest Jehovah break out against them. And Moshe said to Jehovah, The people are not able to come up to the Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Make a border around it, the mountain, and kodesh it. And Jehovah said to him, Come, go down, and then come up, you and Aaron with you. But do not let the Kohanim and the people break through to come up to Jehovah, lest he break out against him. And Moshe went down to the people and spoke to them. 23 more verses. And Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Jehovah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, out of the house of slavery. You have no other mighty ones against my face. You do not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of that which is in the Shemayim above or which is in the earth beneath or which is in the waters under the earth. You do not bow down to them nor serve them for I, Jehovah, your Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the wickedness of the fathers and the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing kindness to thousands and to those who love me and guard my commands. You do not bring the name of Jehovah your Elohim to naught, for Jehovah does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to naught. Remember the Sabbath day to Kadesh it. Six days you labor and you shall do all your work, but on the seventh day this is the Sabbath of Jehovah your Elohim. You do not do any work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days Jehovah made the Shemayim and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore Jehovah Barak, that is to say blessed, the Shabbath day, and kadeshed it. Respect your father and your mother, so that your days are prolonged upon the earth, upon the land which Jehovah your Elohim is giving you. 
please note that this is one of the few commands that come with a promise. And you see it multiple times in the Bible. I'll let you do your own research. Uh, but in many places, the Bible speaks of this, where if you, where if you um, respect your parents, right? That the result is longer life. Honor your father and your mother. It's one of the few that comes with a promise. Verse 13, you do not murder, you do not commit adultery, you do not steal, you do not bear false witness against your neighbor, you do not covet your neighbor's house, you do not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, or his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, or whatever belongs to your neighbor. And all the people saw the thunders and lightnings and flashes and the sound of the ram's horn and the mountains smoking. And there people saw it and they trembled and they stood at a distance. And said to Moshe, you speak with us and we hear, but let not Elohim speak with us lest we die. And Moshe said to the people, do not fear for Elohim has come to prove you and in order that his reverence be before you so that you do not sin. Oh man. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What happens when you, tr- when you have the proper reverence and fear of God? Well, you're a lot more unlikely to sin, aren't you? See, people think it... In modern times, people have tried to say that fear doesn't really mean fear. It just means respect God. Wrong. He's an all-consuming fire. You will tremble at his presence. The most godly men who've ever lived, when they've had visions of God, they fell on their faces and were unable to move. Fear. I'm so tired of everybody trying to dumb everything down where God is concerned. And soften everything and kid glove everything. No, be afraid. Sorry, I'm getting excited here. We're almost done. Two verses. So the people stood at a distance. But Moshe drew near the dense cloud where Elohim was. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Say this to the children of Yisrael. You yourselves have seen that I have spoken to you from the Shemayim, that is to say heavens. You do not make besides me mighty ones of silver, and you do not make me mighty ones of gold for yourself. And that is where the portion ends. I pray you've been blessed and strengthened this morning. I'm sorry I've gotten a little excited. But man, I'm just sick of it. we got to get back to the right posture where God is concerned. And a casualness towards sin. And casualness towards God that's got to come to an end at least amongst the true remnant of God. That's all I have for you this morning. Just a reminder, this podcast is 100% listener-supported. So it's important when you share the podcast. It's important when you pray for the podcast and pray for me and my family. I, I need that so much. And then it's 100% listener-supported. So your financial support is not only much appreciated, but it's needed to continue this mission. So thank you to all of you who do these things.
peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless. <laughs>